Good evening and welcome to NUFC Matters. It is the Fab Four. It's a pre-record for tonight uh, because everybody will want to watch the show a little bit earlier, I guess, before going out to the Leeds game. So I thought we'd do it a little bit earlier. Uh, as If you watch the retro show, you'll know that Steve Hastie's having a couple of weeks off, um, just a much-needed rest. Steve's not really had a break uh, since the start of COVID and... Uh, I think um, everything's catching up on him a little bit and just needs that little bit of time off. So uh, he'll be back uh, fighting on all uh, fronts. We've had a good chat with him today, uh, a few messages exchanged, and uh, it gives us an opportunity to uh, bring a different face to the table tonight. And uh, here he is. I'm going to keep it for looking like he's. Still, how are you doing? Stu Hastings joins us uh, tonight, uh, which is... Uh, which Hello, is son. How are we doing, mate? And Keith, I uh, just want to say, I mean, there's a slight delay on your uh, on your voice, but um, you, you, you're, on your, you're on your holidays. You've just All come right. off the sun lounger, um, 34 degrees where you are. That's commitment, mate. <laughs> I don't think I've got the best signal in the world, so if I fizz in and out, it's just because I'm uh, sat in the room just trying to... Uh, try. Yeah, no worries, Keith. All right, mate. All right. Um, it, it keeps dipping in and out, mate, so we'll just we'll see how it goes throughout the show. No worries, no worries. All right, Mitch, um, where do we start? I guess we start with Steve Bruce. And obviously, Steve Bruce has uh, been through the mill, shall we say, um, the press conference after Manchester United, uh, where... Newcastle, although they gave a good account of themselves in the first half, collapsed like the proverbial pack of cards in the second half. Uh, he came out and decided to uh, to blame um, all the problems at Newcastle at the Chronicles' door. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not very good at this, really, is he? At the end of the day, he just comes across as not smart enough on his feet. Um, he seems to get very easily railed if he push certain buttons with him. And it's quite clear to me that that's what Lee Rader did as well. You know, the, the counterpoint that the start we were questioning with, you know, the fans say, and knowing fine well that's something that's going to get a reaction for him. The other thing that does for the Chronicle, the Chronicle themselves have had some stick from the fans of late. Um, and it certainly puts them in a position again where they say, look, we're, we're, we're with you, we're fighting for you. And, and I have to say, though, you know, if you talk to Gibson, like give away. He would tell you historically, the minute you fall out of the Chronicle, that's usually you're close to the end. Um, but it's, it, it's a curiously reacted in such a bad way. And then the, pre the press conference today, again, um, doesn't help himself when he comes out with what he sees as facts and that they're very easily and provably wrong. You know, along the lines of when he was saying we'd won three in a row, but we hadn't. He forgot all about the loss we had in the middle. Um, when he comes out and says there's only five teams scored more, blah blah blah, that, that's just rubbish. It's just rubbish, improvably rubbish. So what's he trying to do? Who's he trying to kid himself? His employers? Who, who's he trying to curry favour with? There, it's just a nonsense, and he comes across really like an idiot. And it's it's more frustrating than ever, given we know the situation we're in. And he's he's the personification of that meme with the dog in the cup in in the cafe that's on fire with a cup of tea, saying everything's fine. Because the last thing it is is fine. Um, and and yeah, it, it it it's a real nonsense. 
I mean, today in his press conference, uh, today being Thursday, of course, which was via Zoom, as all press conferences are, um, <clears throat> just give you a, a little recap, Mitch. He says, look, it's always difficult uh, when he's talking about the Bruce out chance. I would be sick if I said I quite enjoyed it. It's difficult. The frustrations, like any other Premier League club or any other football league club, if you don't get results, then ultimately the manager, head coach, whatever I am, bears the brunt. Doesn't even know what he is. That's what it is. Yeah. So I have to accept that results haven't been good enough. What the disappointment was, we played very well at a difficult place last week. As difficult as it was going to get, we played very well and didn't get anything out of the game, which was the frustration. It's not all about me. I'm here only to do what I think is best for the club. And that is to manage it as best I can and keep us moving along. It's for other people to answer that. Uh, questions about his future, of course. I will continue to do my best. I'm never going to walk away from the challenge of it. That's for sure. You're asking the wrong person. Asked whether he would consider his position if the abuse he received became detrimental to the team. Well, then you start looking at yourself, of course. But knowing the way I am, it's not in my nature to walk away from something when we're in a fight. Oh, it's too difficult, so I'm going to walk away. That doesn't really register with me. He also said, do you not think I want better players? Do you not think I want a better squad to choose from? Do you not think I want the ability to compete at the top end of the transfer market? It's not possible. So, I have to accept it and get on with my job as best I can at this moment. There's the frustration for everybody concerned, and I'm the same. In these difficult moments, I hope my experience of being in a long-term uh, in a long, in it a long time, can steer us along the path. It's not great, I understand that, but that's where we are. The challenge at the minute is just ticking along and making sure that the club stays where it is and we maintain our Premier League position uh, and status. I know for a lot of people, we should be better than that, but that's where we are at the moment and we have been for a while. That is everybody's frustration. I want Newcastle to be at the top of the Premier League and that is the frustration there. But I don't think about it. Oh, the noise is too bad. Walk away, Steve. It's not in my nature to walk away from something when we're in a fight. He was also asked about Alan Shearer's comments, of course, who uh, was on Match of the Day uh, last week, who labelled Newcastle hollow uh, an empty club. Uh, he just said, look, Alan's entitled to his opinion. That's what he gets paid for and that's what his job is now. What I will say is there's a lot of people and a nucleus of players who've been here a long time and the club means something to them. There's a lot of good people who work at the club who've also been here a long time. They want the club to do well, and unfortunately at the moment we are not doing well enough. All Newcastle fans want to see is their team comp competing at the top of the table like they did 20 years ago. Unfortunately, at this particular moment, we're not there. So there is a the frustration for everybody concerned. My job is to keep us, and I knew this was going to be difficult, on an even keel, try and get on with the job, and move the club forward as best I can, which is very, very difficult, of course. So in a nutshell, um, the word frustration was used at least five times along uh, along the way there. Clearly, mm. frustra clearly frustrated, Mitch, but more or less saying that he's not going to quit. Um, you know, and that's it. He's backs against this, the wall. He's come out fighting. There's some very thinly veiled things you could read in there. Um, he, he's, he's hinting, if anybody could have followed that up, at a, dis a disagreement between himself and the owner and the managing director about bringing players in, which is quite the opposite of what the club statement said. And we know he's had more than one bust up with Charlie information from inside the club tells us he's, he's, he's lost the plot with Charlie twice. 
once after the transfer window and once after the game at Man United on the training ground. We know this. We also know um, from what he's saying there, it's another gauntlet thrown down that says, well, I'm not going anywhere. Sackers. Gives me compensation. Sackers. And the most outstanding phrase in there, which was used, used it slightly differently twice. Keep the club moving along. Keep the club ticking along. That's contrary to making moving the club forward. That says just keep it standing still. We're ticking along for what? What's he ticking it along for? This is quite, a, 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 you know, in there, if you want to read what he's saying, because he's not clever enough to hang it very well. It, it sounds to me like he's hinting at something. Um, but what? You know, what are you keeping this ticking along for? Keeping the ticking along is a weird expression for a manager of a football club. If he says he wants to, in the next breath to take the club forward and we're going to be backfighting at the top of the league as the manager, to then say well, we've got to keep ticking along in that situation at the moment. Um, very weird. The, the more I've, I've seen it very briefly in this, the, when you've read it out there, it's the first time I've heard it read out in full. And my brain's now going because there's things in there. If I spent another couple of hours picking over that, just a second even further. Yeah, you could. Okay, uh, Stu, it's, uh, you know, it, it's not Newcastle United season if we don't have turmoil, is it, really? And, um, you know, this season is no different. Steve Bruce is the man in the hot seat. Um, I don't know whether he's dug himself a bigger hole or, you know, whether he's managed to get a bit of the soil back in and he's managed to climb up a little bit further. I'd, I'd, what's your take on, on, on the week that was for Steve Bruce? Well, the first game I want to talk about is uh, Newcastle in... <laughs> 19... <laughs> wrong show, wrong show. No, so, sorry. No, no, seriously, when, when you read that out, that's the first time I've had, same as Mitch, been able to listen to it. And the word that's... Well, the phrase that came up in my head when you were reading out his um, little speech there was his rhetoric's changed so much, so many times over the last two and a bit years. You know, when he first got in the club, I sound like him now, you know, he was going to take us forward and the top 10 was realistic. And then when we went on the terrible bad run last year, it was, look, my job is just to keep us up. And and we have it in, on very good faith that he did kick off with Charlie about the transfers, but he knew the score. He was told the score. There was no money. Only money generated would be what he was at his disposal. Disposal, Hence the, the way the transfer was staggered. The payments were staggered for, for Joe Willock. Uh, but of course, he's now he's coming out. That statement was more like something that Rafa would said, and he spent two years criticising Rafa, you know, for standing up against the the, the club. And as Mitch said, it was like Finley veiled their uh, digs, you know, by saying, "Look, I've just got to hold it steady." Now, in one of these uh, arguments he's had with with Charlie, he demanded uh, this is again just what I've been told. He was demanded to see Steve uh, to see Mike Ashley. So give him the courtesy of coming to visit him. Now, there was two stories just talking about last week about did he have three games left? Does he not have three games left? And then there was a report saying that he was in the job for as long as he wanted it. Now, if you read between the lines, it looks like Ashley's been told, look, I'm, I'm selling it. I'm not going to sack you because I'm not paying you off. I'm told you there's no money in the cupboard's bare. I'm not putting anything else into this. So do your job. Stop complaining and see, try and impress to there whoever may come in. 
Uh, and and you can tell, you can sense. I mean, he used the word frustration a lot in his speech there, but you can you can sense his frustration. Yeah, just if you had yeah, if you just if he just had the intelligence to put it across, and he has to be careful so he doesn't like get uh, dismissed for like, gross misconduct or some stuff like that. But he's now, when he mentioned after I think it was after the Sheffield United game uh, last season, the gloves are off. It seems like the gloves are off with those who pay his salary now, you know, rather than uh, the gloves are off with the fans. Well, he, and he's the only other thing you mentioned in there, Stu, was he talks about players who've been there a long time. And there's another little dig at the squad yeah. management and another little dig at the lack of new bodies coming in. Um, yeah, right. He's now, I suspect, in a mindset, right, OK, I'm just going to make very thinly veiled digs at the ownership and how they've, they've handled everything uh, because I'm on a high enough. Yeah, but Rich, I read something this week that he's had more time game-wise than... I think five of the last seven managers and he keeps again having these uh, thinly veiled digs at the previous manager and they, that was his squad you know he just got that squad to play for them but they've, they've moved on and you've, you've got players he can't complain about them when we all know who his favourites are and his favourites were the ones that that they inherited you know so yeah. and as soon as Shelby comes back if he's still in charge he'll get he'll give him a game straight away so he's he's it's, it's hard, it's hard it's, but he's, he's pissed on his own chips, for want of a better phrase. You know, he's now crying wolf about it, but it's too late. You know, he's picked fights with too many wrong people. He's criticised the fans, and now he's criticised the Chronicle, who the fans have been criticising. You know, he, yeah. he could have actually got the fans on side, but it, it, instead he's rounded uh, on the on the wrong people. And, and it's just, by all intents and purposes, he's meant to be a really sound fella, and he, he, he is trying to fight his cause, but he's fighting... It in the wrong way and really you should only try and win the battles that you can win and he seems to be taking on the, the wrong people constantly and now he's just left in a limbo and he's now wants to win to the media and he wants to blame the media and he doesn't want to do live press conferences but he'll pick and choose who he interviews so he can criticise when he chooses to you know it's it's absurd how it's going on it, it is it's it's like it's it's, uh, it's not a comedy. It's, it's like a it's like a black comedy show, isn't it? Watching it, watching how the club's just not even surviving. It's just sinking slowly, and there's no one even trying to dive in to help it. Yeah, Keith. Um, obviously, you heard the statement. I, I would imagine there that I read out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's quite a lengthy yeah. one uh, today. Um, certainly got his point across. Didn't fall out with any journalists today um, that I knew of, but. What what was what's your take on the last seven days and the and the couple of press conferences that Steve Bruce has had? My take on it is he's a man who is just keeping stirring the pans. You know, I think he's um I think he knows more than most of us know. I think he knows that he's keeping it warm until the club's sold. Um the club some of the things the club are doing at the minute suggest that they think the sale is near. Um being told they've talked to two different groups, don't know who'll get it. But um, Bruce obviously knows more than most. And he knows that he hasn't got a long-term future. But he's not going to go and bin um, however many million it is just by bottling it now. He, say, he said in that statement that he doesn't usually walk away. But, I mean, if you look at Sheffield United and, I think, Hull, he walked away from both of them, uh, them jobs. So it's not really true what he's saying in that statement. But he is adamant that he's not going to be pushed out. And, and let's suppose and he's got one and a half million quid or two million quid to see this through to sale. He's not going to lose it. 
And I think what he's doing, he's putting an offer out of the club. Um, I think when he went to Portugal first and came back, I think there was a fall down in communications there. But he's putting an offer out of the club. He wanted rid of his sackers. That's what he, that's what he's saying. And, and it's boiling it back me or sack me, and he, they're not going to do yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, when you put it back me or sack me, I think out, Stu, it's not good if you've got one point, you know, in your second, your in your bottom, second bottom of the league. Like that's back me or sack me is like more like a Chris Hughton statement after we beat Sunderland five one, where Hughton just said, "Look, backers or sackers," because that was a good time to ask the question, really. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be in a position of strength to ask it, but it's this is Aye. not a normal situation, is it? He wants he wants the payoff, but they're not going to give him it. So they, they so try to so make his Hilton, job untenable till he walks, but he hasn't got the pride to do that. But when Hilton did it, he was in a strong position. We just you know we, we just humiliated Sunderland five one. So it was probably a good time to do it, and yet that worked against him. Bruce is is making this statement, and to be honest. I know when people say when you turn on the Chronicle, it's usually your last step and blah, 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 blah. And there's plenty of people that attack the Chronicle. But in fairness, like attacking any press is a downward move for any manager. You know, when you attack your, your, your local newspapers, it's, it's, it's an act of desperation. Up till now, this manager has been, he's, he's, so, he's put the players out to grass and, 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 and criticised them. He's criticised the fans and he's criticised the press. So it's, it's like, it's like, it's like the people, the, the tools you work with, is criticised, which is the players, the people pay your wages, the fans, and and now it seems a little bit of a what do you want us to say as though he's having a pop at the club as well. The club, um, yeah, I mean, if you read Charlie Stamps, it suggests there's other other managers around if if anything went wrong, but clearly there's no point in them getting rid of Bruce if this club's going to be sold in a few weeks. But but for me. The, the key statement in that whole press release was keeping it moving along, which you've already picked up on, lads. I mean, keep what moving along? Keep it moving along to a sale? Because that, that's that's what came out to me. It came out to me that, he, you know, he's just, he, he is stirring pans. You know, he's just, he's just uh, you know, re-boiling the kettle. He's not doing anything underwater that, that's, or anything of substance. And and to be honest, if, if he's still there Christmas and it's not sold by then, we're knackered. Because uh, he'll, he'll not manage to get away with what he got with last year. Um, and people said this year, if we don't get another striker in, and if if Wilson gets injured, look what's happened. You know what I mean? You couldn't buy it. You couldn't make it up. It's happened like instantly. Um, and, and, you know, who, who's going to get the goals? You know what I mean? We, we, like, like we've got games coming up that we have to win. But, but I just don't see this lad having anything to offer, not just the fans, but to offer the players in that dressing room. I heard that the players got behind them and think he's had a bit of a raw deal, but I don't know how true that is. I, you know, I think some of you have said said similar. But he's just he's, he's he looks like a man lost. He looks like a man who's just biding his time to get his payoff. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of rumours and counter rumours flying around, and um, you know you mentioned it a couple of times. There, Keith, take over, take over. As you know, it's something which I've really just. You know, put yeah. it into a box and uh, you know lock the key and put it away until it happens on this show. But yeah. but ultimately, yeah. you know, there are still rumours, there are still talks, and you know, I had the obligatory calls from people at the airport saying that you know there was uh, Mike Ashley was flying in and he'd been in not once but twice, and that there was other flights coming into the into the Newcastle airport which were essentially you know unknown persons and you know that's usually reserved for you know diplomatic visits such as the prime minister etc so you know clearly something going on um across the skies of newcastle and possibly up at st james's park but 
you know, you, you mentioned and you've mentioned it before, potentially two buyers. Any more news on that? I mean, you know, your contacts at the club, have you had any encouragement in, in the sense that, you know, there could be a deal close? And, you know, I guess as well, what people who watch a show would want to know is, has there been any movement on, you know, on PIF side? Is there a restructuring of the deal? A lot of questions, but essentially all about the same subject. Mm. Um, all the information I've got points to the same thing. Um, and from good trusted sources, um, the club uh, telling people close to them that they expect the, 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 the deal to sell, they expect the, 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 a deal to go through in the not-too-distant future. I'm told, and I believe both both sources it gives, that there's two different parties in for the club at the moment. I think there's always just been one. There's always been a consortium against, against themselves. And I've been told that a source that's worked with the club is, is front another bid. Um, personally, it makes me nervous because I'm just a fan. And all I want is the efforts I've put in and that we've put in to, to come to fruition. So I want Newcastle to be sold to something that's long-term. And something I don't want to see is remortgage. I don't want to see a, a deal like the Glazers deal or a deal where people take us to the New York Stock Exchange. I don't want that kind of deal from Newcastle. We've waited too long, we've had two years of hell. So I want mm. is someone that can come in and buy the club invest in the infrastructure, the ground and the training ground, and then buy players. And, and to do that, um, you know, the kind of bid we need. We've all had our appetites whetted by PIF being involved. And I've heard the same as you three have heard, is, is that um, that deal um, has been restructured so, so that, 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 um, that, that the deal can come again. My fear is it doesn't come as quick as an, another bid. That's always been my fear. And that if we get another bid... Is it enough to sell the club and then let Ashley um, take an action against the EPL to recover the monies he would have had had he took the PF bid? But I'm still, um, you know, the club seem confident that the club that, that will be sold. Um, my fear is who it's sold to. That's my big well, fear. I, I, never I, have, never that message. I have reached. I've reached out to the prospective buyers. Uh, this week, yeah. and yeah. the the word coming from them is is very simple. There's no change um, from yes. their perspective. All talk of restructuring, I've been led to believe, is 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 pie in the sky, and essentially um, they are waiting as as we are waiting for the 29th of September to come, which yeah. is yeah. The, the the you know the revealing of whether the cat case. Um, you know, can go ahead and whether it will come before arbitration. So the all the signs that I'm getting are essentially that, you know, nothing has changed from their perspective. They certainly don't feel the PIF will be doing anything behind the back because, you know, of the situation that they are in. Proud nation, um, you know, certainly wouldn't want to get a reputation for going and doing things behind people's backs, you know, unlike the Americans with their, with their, their, their submarine deal this week. But um, essentially, it doesn't sound like there's any change. So what the club mm. are potentially working on, I would imagine if there is another deal or another another bid in you know in you know in the mix, it's something completely new, something completely different. And you know, I guess the rumors, Neil, of you know the the Indian businessman um, seem to be you know seem to be brewing. You know, the, there's been footage of him obviously coming into the country. Not into Newcastle, of course, into London. Talk of them coming to some kind of security conference. Um, you know, do you think, you know, from your perspective and from what you're hearing out there, and we'll come to Stu after you, 
is there is there any rumours out there about this Indian well, guy or the uh, American guy who you've mentioned on the show before? Of course, the American interest. Uh, I'll tell you. I've, I've been obviously I mentioned last week. In my opinion, any bid, any new bid, is only going to be backed by one of four things: an oligarch, the petrochemical company owned by an oligarch, a nation sovereign fund, or the New York Stock Exchange. They're the only four places I'm being told that. Um, you know, that kind of finance will come from at the minute. Um, my football league contact, who I speak about quite often, who was the person I probably should have listened to hardest and most throughout this whole last two years, because he's been more spot on than I that I wanted. At, at times that I wanted to believe, um, and he's got a lot of the things so right just through his experience and knowledge. Even he's struggling to find certain pieces of information. All he keeps saying to me is, there's something happening, Mitch, but I really can't get to the bottom of it. He has suggested that he thinks there's actually been two separate new bids on two separate funds. And one of them was stateside, and that one now is dead. That um, They have declared that they, for the time being, will not return to the table. Um, and there is another bid, um, which seems to be tied in with a flurry of activity. But again, getting to the bottom of it, don't know. Um, there's certainly things being going on. There's certainly things things going on in Newcastle at the minute. Um, I think you talk about Mike Ashley coming up a couple of times. I, I think he has. And he may even still be in the region. Um, and as for... Other activities, the one thing I will say in, in conversations I've had with Stu this week, I think Stu would pack this up in terms of working out how these things could sometimes work. Doing all the plane spotting is actually sometimes quite futile, you know, because it's quite easy for them to get permission to get transponders turned off. It's quite easy and simple for people to stick a dummy plane in from somewhere when they're that rich, an extra 5K the flying empty plane in from somewhere with a transponder on while you're buggering off somewhere else some, and a similar plane with a transponder turned off. It's actually sometimes worth your while to keep it quiet and keep it keep it deal work uh, working. So it's 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 far more convoluted than you seem to think because like you, Steve, I've had, you know, messages from the airport saying, hey, there's there's something going on here, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. Stu, I mean, obviously, you know, you're in the Middle East as well. But, you know, from your perspective, have you picked up anything? I mean, you know, we all speak to, to you know, the different contacts. Is there anything that you've picked up over the last seven days? Well, yeah, I, I speak not about Newcastle, but I speak to Saudi people every day, practically every hour. So I've got a a better insight than than most on on the. On, on how the how they deal business, how they do business, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now there is talk of a restructure. That's not speaking to someone in Saudi. That's this is what I'm hearing from within Newcastle, within within the within the club itself, with a restructure uh, with Ambani, uh, who I'm led to believe is in Newcastle. Now, if you look at how big businesses run, he is the Angel on top of the Christmas tree. He has people, and when Mitch was talking about 5,000 to send a dummy plane, 
in the time it took Mitch to say that, he's probably earned 5,000. So it's a pittance, it's a relevance to them. But what is important to them is their privacy, their security, their well-being. And, and when, when the, the main man comes to town, he's, I can only think it's there to finalise or to, to sign something off. And whether it's in partnership, because as we know, there's, there's a link to PIF there, whether it's in partnership with them or without them or the, he's, he's taking the lead from them, a restructure is something that the Premier League would want because I think we're all in agreement that the Premier League don't want at the end of this month the the cat case to be given the go ahead knowing when it does when it does play what ex, what will expose them. You know, so it's something that Mitch has referred to for well ever since you started doing these shows. It's it's trying to create a win win situation where there there's a there's a deal. Well it'll be a win win win. There's a win for the buyer, the win for the, the seller and a win for the Premier League. Now, the seller, as in Mike Ashley, has always, always wanted a Saudi-led bid or a Saudi-funded bid because he wants to put his, uh, not just his sports shops, now he's got Hugo Boss and Fraser and everything else. He wants to be able to do that in the, in the Middle East and they can open those doors for him. You know, so as long as he keeps saying, them, look, I'm trying to do what you're asking. <coughs> the American bid... Uh, I, I believe, as, as Mitch has said, we've got told the same thing of different people. So it gives it a bit more substance that the, the American bid has now walked. And I, I think it's because Ashley's still all in on wanting money up front, which is not the American way anyway. You know, they want to pay it over a bit. You know, they want to leverage it and, and get funds in to help pay it off. He wants, his, wants the full money up front. He can do what he wants when he's there, pick up other uh, retail stores if he wants. Retire if he wants, hand it over to his son-in-law if he wants. Whatever he wants to do, he just wants that money as quick as possible. But then long-term, have the benefit of of the contacts gained from this. Now, again, it's only hypothetical and, again, it's just my opinion. But I, I could imagine Mike Ashley still charming the, the PIF and, and, and the Saudis and saying, I want you to look, I'm trying what I can to help you. So if it doesn't go their way legally then he's done everything he can to keep them on side and that will open, keep the doors open that he's trying to get well, his he, He's already got business links in Saudi now, isn't he running um, Sun and Sand Sports, uh, big yeah. new warehouse in Riyadh. And that's just out of the negotiations he's had already with Saudis. And yeah, why he flew, he flew over here to the bike to speak to... Um, one of the big families here as well, didn't he? Mm -hmm. um, and that was all about, you know, managing sports shops and sports retail warehouses and things like that. Yeah, because I was speaking to Keith through the week and, and I was explaining, like, it's a way of life here, the malls. Uh, and I said the yeah. same to Steve Hastie, that the malls are a way of life. You know, and, and, and your nights off, you know, we could go out, go to a restaurant, go to the bars, whatever. Go the the... the the general way of, of living out here is we'll go to the mall shopping and there was a bit in the, I think it was a big business report, the yeah, newspaper across here, where they're going to spend themselves out of the slump or recession that's been caused by COVID by building more malls because it gives people happiness, it gives them enjoyment that and the freedom that they can go out and, and, and spend money. Uh, and... Ashley's aware of this. He's, as much as we don't like the way he's treating the club, he is an astute businessman to a point. He's just naive when it comes to football, isn't he? And very childish. And, or he 
you've, you've called me a name, you know, you've hoofed me, so that's it. Troy's out the pram. And that's the way Bruce is behaving with him now as well, you know. So the, I, I believe if it is, now, I don't want to coin any phrases or steal anyone else's phrases, but let's just say the Saudis are involved. Now, I know, again, from dealing with people, they do not like, especially the the hierarchy, the, the, the wealthier ones, the elites, as you want to call it. They don't like people speaking on their behalf. And that's that's happened recently, uh, where other members of the consortium did speak on their behalf. And, you know, they've got enough money to say, don't, we'll speak for ourselves. Now, the, the one positive I want to say is, is they've already said yes to get involved with Newcastle United, the PIF. They already said they wanted to do it. Then they did say, they didn't say they didn't want to do it. They says they can't be bothered, in effect, to wait as long with, with the way the procrastination was happening with the... Premier League. Now, uh, it's been discussed before if if a bid comes, sorry, if it, if it gets green-lighted, come back to me, there's a clear pathway, then I, I can't see them saying yes, but maybe I, and again, this is just my pure personal opinion, I think the, in, uh, the geopolitics here, with what PSG have done with Messi and things like that, it's reinvigorated PIF and it's drawn them closer back to thinking, right, we're not going to have Qatar, if we're talking about states, uh, Qatar saying we're the best, we are the top, we are the top in in football. They want to get their a slice of the pie and they won't be doing it to be second best. So if there is a way with Thamboni, who's more than financially sound to, to, to get into the club and do a share deal or then agree to sell later on, who knows? And it could just be like, that's your lesson for speaking on our behalf. But it, Again, looking at the bigger picture, they bought shares of McLaren. Now, Newcastle and the wider region of the Northeast, to me, is ripe for urban regeneration. There's a huge workforce and relatively cheap compared to other parts of Europe, not just in the UK. And a willing, loyal workforce where you put the money into it. Again, this is they are cold-hearted businessmen. We're passionate about the club. It's, it's, our, you know, it's part of our life. They look at fact sheets and figures and say, how can we make money out of this along the way? I wouldn't be surprised. Now, this is going to be a wild claim, and I'll probably get loads of sick for it. If, it, let's just say there is a bid that goes in and it gets accepted, which I think the Premier League would be happy to and say, look, okay, uh, it's changed. We're happy with, to wave that through. The start put money in. The one thing I want to say is I can see them building a Formula One track in the Northeast by using McLaren's base there and and really putting the place on the map, making it a tourist destination, because long-term, they're going to get the financial benefit of it anyway, and they do think long-term. They're not interested in it for, let's buy it today and sell it as quick as we can, like the Glazers try to do, or, or Fenway Sports, where they took over Liverpool. They, they try to sell it as a, as a quick book. These are, and we keep repeating about 2030 vision, uh, they're up for it, and they want to be the best. So hopefully, and again, I'm sure all our preferred bids are the the original PIF, uh, PCP and Rubens Consortium. But I don't think that the, there is going to be an American buyer. And again, from what I'm hearing, it's just there's one bid in town, there's one bid that's excited to make Ashley enough to spend all week in Newcastle uh, and, and to get here through different means so you can't be traced. And other people get here through different means so they can't be traced. And if the main men are here talking, then to me it's got to be close to being finalised. That's... Just on, on, on my side, Steve, uh, like you're all waiting for the court case coming, which is obviously the jurisdiction. And all that's going to do is going to say whether the cat case could run. Remember, I started that case, so 
So I've got more vested interest in that because I want to see the case run because I want to see what that will do to the Premier League and the cartel if it runs. Um, so for, from a personal, selfish point of view, I would like that to run. Um, I would, I, that's why I, I, I'd, I'd hoped that other people would have joined the bid, you know, like buyers. But right now, um, what's going against that is I'm hearing from sound sources that the club are confident the club's going to be sold. So that reinforces what Stuart just said, that is there another restructured bid? You know, I can't argue with that. Um, and I've heard from two or three different people who I trust that, 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 that things are um, taking a step up. And I think the bid that doesn't get it is saying it will be sold and one of us will get it. I, 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 think, I think the new bidders that's come in aren't confident to get it. I think they think it's going to... And I hope that's the case because I don't want an American bid. I, do, I don't want to waste two years on Newcastle to see it remortgaged. Which you is, don't think you know, it's a smokescreen, Keith, the, this <laughs> Lambias-led one, where it's just a push the other one along and the road a little bit? It, it, it is and isn't, because... <clears throat> Lambias, as in Derek Lambias, of course, which yeah, uh, yeah. For, former former chief executive well, of this yeah, parish, the yeah, rumours I mean, flying around are that he yeah. could potentially be involved. It, the, the story yeah. I've got is it's not his money that he's fronting the bid, uh, but he has contacted people that used to work at the club. He, to, you know, he, he, he's got a confidence... That if he doesn't get it, um, it will be sold very soon. So he, he's not saying we will definitely get it. He's saying it will be sold soon to to either a bid he's got or um, the, the, a new buyer. When you talk to Steve Wraith, and, and and you know, like he's obviously spoken to the to the consortium, and they're saying you know nothing's happening until 29th. We see what happens with that case, and then you listen to what Joe Penman's just said. It, there's, there's 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 truths in both, and and that's. That's a bit of the worry, is that, that I think PIF do speak for themselves and I think they are capable of standing up and speaking out loud. And I do think that what's happened with uh, PSG, Messi and, and the whole caboodle it will, will, will wind them up. Why, why have they, you know, been discriminated against joining in? You know, why, why can they not buy a football club where everybody else can? Why can't they do in... Um, United Arab Emirates, what Abu Dhabi's world family's done. What, what's the difference? You know, it was okay for Man City, it's okay for Qatar to do with PSG. So, what Stuart's saying and Mitch is nodding, I, I, can, I can feel, I can <coughs> say, that, say that all that happening. However, it, it goes against the bit where, like what Steve Ray's saying, is, is that the, the consortium is sitting waiting for the 29th. It, the 29th is going to tell us so much because what it's going to do, it's going to tell us straight after. I, I, I could be wrong, and when I've spoken to legal people at QC level, um, they're saying that they don't see the case of the Premier League being strong enough to beat the jurisdiction case for the club. They believe that the club's case is stronger. But the risk is an appeal. And, and that, if that happened and it falls straight away, that's going to quickly put the cat among the pigeons. And when you think your sources, Steve, when they turn around and say, well, we wait for the 29th, then there's an appeal coming, which could take 12 months. You just think, oh, that's dead and buried. But then Stu comes back with, with the source. And I've heard the same same stories from several people and, and presences of people being up here is there's a hell of a lot of coincidence. And then people are well capable by themselves. And you just you just want to believe that Piff won't walk away, that they will you know, have the appetites wetted and they won't be beaten by Qatar on this. My, my fear, and it's all I've ever put on Twitter, is that I just don't want it 
mortgaging. I don't I don't want to wait two years to get the club to go with an underfunded buyer. And and you know, oh. I told you I talked to a great bloke, John Texted, but he was said to be worth a quarter of what Mike Ashley's worth. Mike Ashley's been out and told us that he doesn't have enough money to compete. You know, you call him what you want. You, we can't take it with the fact he has admitted that, and it's looking more and more real that three billion doesn't compete at the highest level. You know, it doesn't put you anywhere near Aston Villas, Everton's, any of them clubs uh, are way better funded than that. So if Ashley's saying, look, at three billion doesn't do it, um, we, we need somebody bigger than that if we're going to wait this long. And I haven't waited two years. I'd rather just, I'd rather wait another six months. But, but what I'm hearing from the club, and they, they talk to people saying, we won't have time to do X, Y, and Z. The club will be sold before then. And these are, these are people I trust, you know, I wholeheartedly trust. People, the people that's well known and that's involved, and they're saying that they think that the club will be sold. The fear, Steve, what you're saying is, you know, like like after all the work that's been done, you want it to be with the PCP consortium and with the Rubens. And like Stu says, how do you know that it won't come back a different way? I don't know. What I do know is the club are uh, out, out the church telling people that they think the club's going to be sold shortly. Yeah, it's interesting times, uh, and as always, we will try to keep you as up to date as can we I just can. Just add something there. Sorry, Steve. It's just uh, again, there is another option that no one's considered, and it could be there's been many mistakes made in this whole drawn out process, where now discretion is key with the with the buyers, and the, you know, from the original bid, and maybe they've mm. just said, right, we're not we're not saying anything to anyone. But it yeah. does appear the, yeah. with what's going on that it, there, there is an end game very, very soon. And that yeah. could tie in with the rumour about uh, Bruce being told he had three games, which takes I agree. I agree. I agree 100% with that. And um, yeah, there's, there is no doubt about it that potentially there could be something going on and, and everyone's just decided to keep their mouth shut. And, and let, hey... We'll all be over the moon, as and as I've That's said right. before, yeah. I've, been, I've, I've been I've been on the show uh, over the last couple of weeks and said exactly the same. I'll take yeah. I'll take being wrong about this if it means getting yeah. the uh, about getting the yeah. deal over the line. All I can do is report back and, and give people an honest opinion what I think, but also you know if I do speak to people what you know what I've heard and and that's exactly the same for Keith exactly the same for the rest of the lads on the show we've never we've never misled anybody right. Right. we've always tried to give right. people an honest opinion uh, on the takeover and let's just hope let's just hope it comes off because at the moment things are going from bad to worse on the pitch um, and, and you know we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little later uh, as always uh, with it being a pre-record and we're only doing an hour and a half because obviously people are going to be watching Match Day Live uh, on Friday night as well we always have our regular segments to get through and uh, although Steve Hasty isn't here the I'll, are, go on, I'll go and get him. I'll go and get him for you. There are a few. There are a few. There are a few of these. <laughs> I hear them to miss out. <laughs> Great stuff, as Great stuff. always. As always. See, you laughed when the Christmas tree got put up early, but it come in early. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, plenty to get through as always, and uh, a few late, uh, a few late additions. This one was from Elaine. How it started, how it's going. Thanks for that one, Elaine. Uh, very, very good. Uh, I'm sure Steve will be having a laugh on his uh, sick bed with these. Um, this one was from Wayne Bennett. Catherine Tate's nan look alike for Friday night. Steve Hasty. <laughs> sorry, pal. Sorry, mate. Cool, um, 
I like this one from Jonathan. He says, I, I for one, think that Steve Bruce uh, looks like uh, Mr. Potter from uh, Phoenix Knights. Brian Potter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian Potter, which uh, I thought was a good one. Uh, I did see a little bit of a Twitter argument over this one, but I think it's a great one, Jason. Oh, yeah. Uh, anybody, <laughs> Mitch, Mitch and Keith. Honestly, I'm ripped to shreds. You're looking good there. Like, that'll be you after your holiday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, this one was sent in by Andy. He says, uh, this is Barry the Mac and Glendinnan. He says he's got a canny resemblance to Mitch. And he says, is that Steve Hasty on his lap? <laughs> <laughs> Did like that one. Um, we've got a few more as well. Bear with us. Wait so I get back uh, up to the top end. And uh, we'll, we'll come to the creme de la creme. Uh, okay, uh, starting with this one. Um, this was from Alan McKenzie. Um, Big Al consoling Bez after the Happy Monday star exits Celebrity MasterChef, comparing Rob Lee to Bez from the Happy Mondays. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one. It was. It wasn't too bad. That um, we had this one. Uh, this is from Andy Anderson. He says, uh, "Hi, mate. Uh, for the show on Friday, I'd like to recommend my twin brother for a lookalike for his birthday." Uh, he clearly looks like some wrestler, as you know, guys. Apart from Big Danny some and Danny, <laughs> I am not. Uh, I am not up to date with modern day wrestling. I do apologise, but uh, yes, there you go, Andy. And I hope he has a, a great birthday. Uh, this one, um, Albert, uh, as we know, <laughs> Albert's just a regular uh, on on, uh, on lookalike. And as you know, Albert just sits and cut and pastes and puts wigs on Steve Hasty. <laughs> It's not, it's not actually about lookalikes. It's just about making Steve Hasty look as daft as possible, which, of course, uh, he, he thoroughly enjoys. Um, he then sent us this one. Steve Roberts. I'm laughing at Keith not the picture. I know. in pretty woman. I'm not really sure why. I, I mean, Albert, you spend a hell of a lot of time doing this. Um, I, I, Albert. I, well, I do. Yeah. Albert, <laughs> uh, this one was from Jacob. He says it's all smoke and mirrors at Newcastle. Here's Steve Bruce on the drums at uh, supporting Tom Jones, which it's not the greatest of pictures, but I can see where you are coming from, mate. So uh, thanks for submitting it. Um, and we'll come down to the top three. Um, first and foremost, uh, this one from Brendan. Um, <laughs> Twins. Wow, what a bitch. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Just, I think it was Terrible. the smile. Shocking, Brendan, lad. It was the smile there, Brendan. <laughs> Ian Hull sent this one in. Toon lookalike, the Toon Tipster and Vernon Dursley from Harry Potter. <laughs> which was uh, which was a good one. Uh, and the winner this week is this one from Wayne Bennett. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi and Keith Patterson. <laughs> Who's that? Mahatma Gandhi. Yes, Gandhi. And I brother Goosey Goosey. I thought that was a good win because obviously you'll be having your you'll have your flip flops on this weekend, mate. So uh, there was only uh, one winner really I with Gandhi. But uh, keep them coming in. Send them to me. Send them to Mitch. Send them to Keith. Send them to Steve. Uh, send them to Stu. Tune look like these, and we'll get through as many as we can next week. Thanks for sending us them. Uh, just want to talk a little bit about um, the Leeds United game coming up, and uh, I did have a, a bit of good news because you know we've been talking about you know football on the pitch, but off the pitch, our concerns we were raising them last week, uh, Mitch, about the potential of trouble 
uh, within the ground because of mm. essentially, you know, the tickets going on general sale. Uh, we know there's a protest being planned. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it supported and I've seen it ridiculed in an equal measure on social media this week. Paper aeroplanes and whistles. Um, but, you know, I've seen some people saying this is ludicrous. Um, I've seen some people saying it's a great idea. What are you doing? Um, I did have a message from Sean McGregor on Instagram. And he just said, uh, after watching yours and Liam Kennedy's show this week, and you mentioning that Leeds United fans could potentially be in our end for the game raised some concerns. I can confirm I've just got off the phone to the box office and they are well aware of the situation and have had several calls regarding the concerns raised. I was reassured by a lady called Jane in the box office that several hundred tickets have been cancelled and the club is doing its best to eliminate any risk by checking addresses and the accounts that have ordered these tickets. She said, while it would be very difficult to completely rule out the possibility, sizable steps have been made. Please feel free to use this information at your leisure. Thanks to Sean McGregor for that. Um, and that's good news, Mitch, because, you know, the last thing we want, especially with the football being crap, the manager being, you know, uh, you know ridiculed from the fan base, is trouble in, trouble on the, you know, trouble in the terraces, if you like. Yeah, we've got, got the real potential for Friday to be quite toxic um, on a number of levels and in a number of ways. Um, if the performance doesn't start well, if we concede early or something like that, um, I think we're going to see the, the, the fans turn on the manager. Um, if we've got this situation where there is a protest, but it, it, it's not wholly supported by everybody, you're going to get little pockets of infighting between my own fans. And if it's if it's toxic enough, that that would be bad enough. If we've got a situation where the tickets went on general sale and lots of Leeds fans were buying tickets there, fair play to the club for doing what a lot of other other clubs do. They check postcodes, they check addresses, they check everything they can to make sure that that doesn't happen. There will inevitably be some Leeds fans in the home end on a general sale um match. Uh, it always happens with Liverpool uh, and there's no reason to suspect why it couldn't happen with Leeds. Uh, you hope it doesn't. We've been doing our own form of uh, sorting out uh, issues in Goodfellas here in Dubai because that's Leeds, Leeds pub so the little pocket of Jordies that watch here in Tikon we're getting ourselves up in Motor City to John Guard's place just to make it easy. If we didn't want any bloody oh, hassle. Ah, nah. Yeah, uh, well, uh, can of be asked with that one. Thirty years ago, I, um, but um, it, it's it it's worrying that we've got the potential inside the ground for it, sort of layers of toxicity. And the last thing we need on top of it is Leeds fans in there on mass because that would have probably been something from the past happening in the ground, and and it's. It's not what we need at this current moment in time on top of all the other problems. No, definitely not. Keith, it's uh, you know, it's good to hear that the box office have taken some action on this because it was something that fans flagged up on this show, but but obviously, you know, we've we've you know talked about it constantly over the last uh, week and um yeah, it's just rather you know, it's rather disconcerting to think that, you know, there could be trouble. After, after you know, we've done a couple of shows where people send photographs in the state of the ground and things it's wrong, and it, it's it's refreshing to hear some positive come out where they're saying they are going to try and prevent trouble, hassle, squirmishes, um, friction. 
you know what I mean? That kind of thing, which I think Mitch is touching on. And 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 you're right, you know, what what we want is we want three things on Friday. We want a good performance, we want three points, and we want a protest that's that's successful. You know what I mean? And if them three things can happen, if the protest isn't successful, but at least the lads who want to protest get the chance to do it without getting any crap off anybody else, then fair fair play to it. But you've you've brought up a good point today where you said you know you've seen things supported in equal measure um on Twitter. But in fairness, Steve, very little goes on Twitter without getting the 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 the, the brigade knocking it. So even if it was the best protest in the world, you'll still get people pawn scorn on it. And and for me, if there's lads out there that want to protest and they do it in a good orderly manner and it's effective, then let them do it. You know what I mean? But but I, I personally, I mean I'm aware, you know, but I, I see, and I'll be I'll be watching the match, but I, I, I feel that something is gonna kick off on Friday night. I just, just you know, just talk to a few people, you just get the impression that that, that you know that there will be a there will be a presence of discontent about the Premier League. Um, and if that protest's successful, then good on the people who's done it. Uh, but but I think if the people who's doing it take too much notice of what goes up on Twitter, the pro- it will it will it will stop anybody in the tracks. Because I'll tell you what, I'd be worried if somebody was doing a protest and everybody on Twitter said, "Yeah, brilliant," because it just doesn't happen. You know, you've got you've got some people out there that just feel they've got to knock things for the sake of knocking things. But uh, but but. It's a, it's an awful fixture. I mean, you, you talk about. I know you have Furial Mags on a lot, Steve, but on on the show mm. they, they watch this. There's 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 actually supporters group in Furial of Leeds of Leeds people. You know what I mean? That Leeds are well supported in Durham areas. They've got a lot of like pockets of supporters, and there's a lot of them won't get the following out of Ellen Road, so they will just they will come up and buy a ticket in the way end. You know, they'll, they'll be Leeds fans, and they'll probably wear colours and and. You know, Leeds have gone through it over the years. They might be supportive. They might they might stand and applaud a protest. But I think the main thing is that uh, Friday night's got it all written all over, hasn't it? Because when do we start? Well, Leeds have been a bogey team. You know, we've had, we've had our, 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 our... I mean, Leeds last season looked much better organised and ready for you know this kind of fixture than us. And Leeds need points like we do. You know, we we both down the bottom in 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 the brown stuff. So, you know, if I, I think I think the the nature of it all will be dependent on how well Newcastle start and what the yeah. results. Like. And I think if Newcastle start badly, I really think that this could be really toxic. Like Mitch, Mitch is warning us, but I think I think Mitch, if this if if, if we go two 0 down against Leeds, I think there could be a war. You know what I mean? And that, win three one. How could you go two 0 down? <laughs> He's on the sangria, mate. He's on the sangria. Yeah. Stu, you know what? I was, was going to add a couple of things there, Steve. I was going to say, yeah, go on. You, you give us your uh, opinion. The irony of it is, is that Keith will be watching it where he is on being sports. So that, that <laughs> guarantee you'll be watching it on being sports. But uh, just, just the back what Keith said up there, you know, that both people want to knock people the protest, not the protest. I mean, I had a laugh when there was a video put on about how to make a paper aeroplane. I mean, that's a bit insulting. But, <laughs> but if you, you, Mike Ashley could turn around and give every fan £5,000 that's in that ground and he'd still get abuse for why didn't you do yeah, it earlier? Why haven't you done yeah. this? Why haven't you done that? You know, so sometimes you can't win. But I think with this ticket uh, situation with Leeds on a serious note, 
it could be a case, and I'm hopefully I want to be wrong here. It could be like you're shutting the door after the horse has already bolted. You know, it's, it's, it's like been that. brought their attention, but they could have realised this bit themselves. But again, yeah. they get instructions from the top. But there's there's a very good case to make Jane from the ticket office, the new managing director, because she's actually spoke to fans, which is more than what uh, Mr. <laughs> Chonley's done. Now, if you remember when Steve Bruce first took over, Chonley came out and made a statement. Look, we know we've we haven't communicated, and we'll rectify that. We'll get, and it was purely just to, to back Steve Bruce. And that was the last time he's actually physically communicated with the fans in, in two years. Yet yeah. Jim, the ticket office, can tell us that the club's trying to do something about it. Yeah. It's not difficult to get an easy win. You know, it's not difficult it's like to show that you, even if you don't really mean it, to show that you're making an effort. No, it, you know, yeah. and, you, and you will appease people. So it backs up what, what, what Steve Hastie and I have been banging on about for a long time. There's still some damn good people inside the club trying their very best for the fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, when, and when you tarnish everybody with the same brush in there, it's very unfair. There's a lot of people in there who are totally hamstrung yeah. by when decision. We were then, if you knew someone at the club, you were dead chuffed, weren't you? You know, there's someone worked uh, there. Now people are embarrassed to say they work there. They don't want to say it. When it was, a, it was, it was a real status yeah. to say that you worked, whether it be the ticket office or whether it was even in the catering or whatever. I work at Newcastle United. You were a steward. You were proud to be a steward. Now people, you know, they'd rather say they like. I better not say what I was going to say, but they'd rather say they were doing like uh, something embarrassing than yeah. say they work at Newcastle. And that's how far we've fallen. But it won't take long to get it back to what it can yeah. be and what we've known it can be. You would no. hope, said Stuart, that, that they have a part of the ground um, set aside. And, and I'm, I'm thinking back to the days when we played Sunderland away, and they went to the that uh, there was a clock stand or whatever, and then brought all the fans out on the pitch. Remember, and they, they got all the Newcastle yeah. fans out in the middle paddock, and they walked them all. So, if they had an area where any Leeds fans had got in, the police led them to it, because if they leave away fans in, and it turns badly, you know, Leeds start winning, and Newcastle's in the middle of a protest, then it could get messy. So, what they tend to do is keep an area free and say, right, if any Leeds fans are in there, they've got about a plan B. We've sold tickets, probably the wrong people. Let's move them to that section, you know, and pl and then place that section. And, and, and that's, yeah. that should be enough to, for Newcastle fans to ignore them and get on with what they're doing. But it was uh, something that Steve said the other night with Liam. It's a tinderbox waiting to happen, isn't it? A Friday night in the town yeah. and yeah, Friday everyone, night. everyone fueled up. Yeah. And then afterwards, you know, afterwards at the bars, it's, it, it is got recipe disaster. Yeah, it has. Okay, uh, on to one of our next segments, which is Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week, always good uh, to get these in as well. So uh, please keep pushing them towards us uh, each week and uh, we'll siphon through the best we can pick up a few of ourselves. I did like this one from Albert. Steve Hastie still waiting for the cat case to start. <laughs> 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 very good, Albert. Very good. Um, oh, Rafa fans, uh, Bruce's season stats. Wins nil, losses four, un undeserved holidays one. It's an old picture, isn't it? It is. I, I did like it, though. Um, 
this one as well from 100% Mags. Uh, well, now, really, uh, Liverpool have become very lazy thinking of designs for Liverpool's new away kit this season and have finally decided on yellow and red dusters. Uh, it was like a flashback to the old crown paints one, but I did, uh, I did like that. Uh, Michael, Newcastle United, 80 games before Bruce conceded 98. Newcastle United, 80 games since Bruce's arrival, 132 conceded. Uh, just goes to what we were saying a little bit earlier about uh, Bruce's managerial nous. Uh, this one from Doug at the corner. There'll be thousands of Sunday League pub team managers this morning whose team will go 4-1 down and they'll try and change things. Have a reshuffle. Take a gamble, maybe. Have a plan B, a plan C even. Just give it a go. Unfortunately, the manager of Newcastle United is not able to do that. And that's pretty pretty true, Doug. Um, I've got to be honest. And uh, a bit depressing when, when you start putting stats like that up. Uh, Goladzo, uh, petition Hall and Oates out of touch to be played when Bruce nets walk out at St. James's Park. Get the chant going. Bruce out of touch. Bruce out of time. Better leave. The kebab is shut at half time. Uh, Bruce out of touch. Bruce out of time. Five at the back again. Man, you're out of your mind. I'm not sure it'll catch on, but uh, it was a, a good uh, a good tweet to uh, to see this week. Um, this one, um, again, just people pointing towards the uh, Steve Bruce press conferences. Um, basically comparing to Leslie Nielsen um, saying it's a, it's a bit like watching Naked Gun comedy gold watching Steve Bruce's uh, press, com press conferences uh, this one from Frank Chipperfield uh, to Alex Bruce son of Steve uh, just wanted to say all real Newcastle fans like myself are 100% behind Steve please ask him not to quit we can see the team improving each week despite the unlucky results so far yes big, big Frank Chipper Good wind-up account, uh, as most of you will know. Dan says, why are a lot of then USC fans worrying about Wilson missing a month? Do you guys not remember we don't need cover for him because we have six forwards already to step in? It's the best pool of attackers the club's probably had. Silly bullies. It's all under control, man. Uh, and last couple um, coming in now. We've got uh, this one. Um, love this. Andre and the lads in Bulgaria. Toon Statu, of course. Out for the match last weekend. Great picture. Always good to see uh, our brother from Bulgaria out with the lads over there. Uh, thanks for sending this um, over as well. Nice to see the merch on nufcmatters.com still uh, going out from QTech. Uh, good to see you. And I'll see you at the Gavin uh, Peacock night. And this one uh, from QTech. Don't know what old Etonian was drinking in the corner house today. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> He drinks in there occasionally as well. He does, I. I do. Um, and I got this one from Washi Mag, who, uh, to be fair, um, has been on Troll of the Week. Uh, but he says, Christ, I can't fucking stand you that much. I'm starting to like you just to save me mental health. Thanks, Washi Mag. Um, I, I, I took that as a compliment, not as a not as a trolling uh, tweet this week, to be perfectly honest. So uh, thanks, thanks for sending that one in. And uh, we have been inundated with pictures, but this is the one that I was talking about last week. Which of course was the um, the nine bar uh, that is yeah. inside nine bar that is the roof. So people saying what were you talking about about the roof being destroyed or you know being wet or whatever. That's exactly what I was talking about. So uh, thanks for sending that in. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get a few more in. But uh, as always, uh, that is uh, tweet of the week. Thanks for sending them in, and we'll have more of them next week. <laughs>
we've also had plenty of uh people sending in pictures uh the day i met so uh we'll clock on with that now Great stuff. Always good to see your photographs of uh, you meeting former Newcastle players or managers. And uh, we've uh, got three from Michael. Uh, here's one with Mickey Quinn. Uh, I'm sure that's a goalkeeper's top he's got on that kid. But uh, fantastic, Michael. Thanks for thanks for sharing these. Really good photos. One with Mickey Quinn. Uh, one with Lee Clark. Rather young-looking uh, Clarky there. And his other one was with Ozzy Ardilas. So three good photos there uh, from uh, back in the 90s. Great stuff. Uh, Ifty, quite a character on Twitter, has to be said. He did inbox us to ask if I was only taking Newcastle uh, Newcastle players. So I said, no, but, you know, send whatever you want in. So uh, for whatever reason, just a few months after City won their first uh, title after beating QPR. Sorry, Nick DeMarco. Poor guy couldn't do his shopping without people chasing him about. Uh, and that's him and Jekyll uh, out in the street. So thanks for sending that. If the, just shows you we are open to uh, any any celebrities that you want to send in. Uh, this one is uh, hi Steve. I was out shopping in Northumberland Street and I saw the late great Czech Tioti. Uh, I had a photo taken with him and his friend took our photo. So thank you all for that. I believe that's uh, Dodo Bird who sent that one in, uh, friend of the show. And this one from Steve Brown. The D met Alan Shearer in Harry's Bar. In the town, uh, that is great. Uh, my particular favourite this week was uh, was this one, and he sent us this. He says, "My mate Andy, Andy Allen, who is Joe Allen's cousin, is in the Czech Ralph Lauren jacket." So there he is in his Czech Ralph Lauren jacket with Les Ferdinand, Tino Aspria, and Alan Shearer. I think that trumps them all this week. Uh, not quite a, a hand round him and, and meeting him in the in the local pub, but uh, all the same, it still uh, counts towards uh, the total this week. So thanks very much for sending them in. If you've met any players, get them over to me, uh, and uh, I'll get you on the show. Okay, we've got about 25 minutes left and uh, no live tonight with uh, our own Toon Tipster, but uh, a pre-record, so here he is. Evening all. I was just about to eat me tea there. Seems to be the done thing on this podcast. Professional as ever. Anyway, here I am, still on the bench. Mind you, this week, I don't mind being on the bench if the truth be told. It means that by the time this goes out on Friday, 
I'll be on the lash in the greatest city in the world. I can't wait for an afternoon in Sunderland before I head up the road to St. James's Park to play How Many Fights Will There Be in the Gallagher Then Before Half Time? It's my favourite thing to do. I've had a lovely week. Texting Mr. Hasty, texting Mr. Mitchell. I spoke to Mr. Wraith on the telephone. And I even got a lovely postcard from old Keith. He's on holiday in Clacton. Looks lovely, mate. Absolutely lovely. And I tell you what, you can't beat them saga holidays. So you enjoy yourself, son. And just remember, if you pull that red cord, the carer will come and sort you out. Unfortunately, I've had to spend most of the week on the phone to trading standards. I noticed on Twitter that there was some fella advertising snidey bottles of brown ale with dodgy labels. You know who you are. I don't have to say any more. And finally, it's happened. I couldn't wait to hear it broken on this channel. Something we've been waiting months and months and months for. I'm not talking about the takeover. Finally, Jab Signature managed to get the new range out. I'll miss Steve Wraith every week after week after week saying it's coming soon. Mind you, it's definitely worth the wait and it is quality stuff. I wouldn't mind a freebie actually to wear, to wear on here for a bit of advertising. Anyway, I might wait for another new range to come out in 2042. Anyway, back to the football. On to our derby for the season, unless we're lucky enough to draw Gateshead in the FA Cup. Leeds United at home. I did say at the start of this season that they would suffer the dreaded second season syndrome. And, judging by the early form and look that they're in, I might not be wrong. Mind you, they haven't played Newcastle yet. True to form, the Mags are second favourites in the game again at 2-1. to one. The draw comes in at 5-2 to two and leads are 5-4. to four. So there are positive odds all round this week and there is money to be made if you can guess the right result. The draw's coming in at 13-2. No, it's not. I'm reading last week's script. Just chop that bit out, Steve. Thanks, mate. Based on the fact that Leeds have got no available defence at all, and we simply haven't got one, over 2.5 goals is 4-6, to six, and under is 6-5. to five. Both teams to score is eight is eight to fifteen, and it's eleven to eight if you think there'll be a clean sheet for one of the teams. Patrick Bamford's favourite to score any time at six to five, followed by Dwight Gale at two to one. Big Joe is twelve to five, and Miggy is three to one. If you're someone who puts money on a result, you've got one nil Newcastle at. 14 to 1, 2 0 Newcastle, 18 to 1, and 2 1 is 11 to 1. If you fancy a stalemate, you can get 14 to 1. Ones each is 13 to 2. Twos each is 12 to 1. And if you fancy Leeds to turn us over 2 0, 
you can get 14 to 1 for that. In terms of the food bank, we won't be talking about Callum Wilson for about three months now. So it's gone over to ASM, who to be fair, looks like our only hope in getting a goal at the moment. He's 11 to 4, so fingers crossed on that one. And in terms of the tomb tickle, I'm going for a northeast extravaganza. Newcastle, Middlesbrough and Sunderland all to win this weekend is 10 to 1. And if you throw Hartlepool United in there, who are away to Oldham Athletic, you can get 26 to 1. I'm on it. So, please gamble safely, guys. I'll try and sort my script out for next week. Um, don't chase your losses. And remember, please don't get carried away with the latest takeover rumours. Everywhere you look, there seems to be little hints about what may be going on. Don't believe a word of it. <laughs> Told himself back round. He was full of apologies for mucking up his script, like. But uh, well done, Gobi's good to have him on, and um, great, 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 great bit of comedy there. But look, from Joe, uh, you know the odds are there. I think the bookies are only going to win tomorrow. To be fair, like. But uh, Mitch, come to you first. What's what's your take on that game tomorrow? Well, I think the, the one positive, and he's touched on it, is that they've only got one available centre back in the entire squad going into tomorrow. Um so it looks like Ailen's gonna probably shift across from right back into centre back and then they're gonna bring a, a young lad in who can't play right back but he's usually a midfielder. So it, I, I think they I'll be interested to see how they line up, what kind of formation Bielsa pulls out of his hat or his bucket, shall we say. Um I think that that's the the one positive we've got. The trouble is we've got no real striker, and we're playing a pole in the and so I mean it it could could be a home dinger, you know, it could end up three bloody three, but I doubt it. Um, I, I think you're right. I think the bookies are going to be only winners tomorrow. Um, you, you're just looking for something to give it a spark, and that spark is more than likely to be ASM. Uh, but. It's it's a real concern how how they can have Gale as two to one. We know thing, well he's not gonna start. I'd be amazed if Bruce starts him. Right. Is that a score any time? Uh, any any, any, any time in the season. That's <laughs> <laughs> not Joe Linton. <laughs> you know, it's it, 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 it should be ten to one. <laughs> and and for for me out of the man new game, I hope the hell man Kilo gets another start. Because I think he was he was one of the bright spots to come out with that game. I agree. Um, and I, and, and I, isn't it? the is available in the press conference. The only ones we're missing are Shelby and Wilson. But you're right, he was doubtful earlier in the week. Um, and I think it would be a shame for him to be taken out because he was genuinely one of the bright spots of that performance. And he took his goal well. And so yeah. um, is it time to think about ditching the five at the back? Um, but I don't think Bruce seems to now know any other way to, to work it. And, and it's uh, the, the frustration is clear. I'm, I'm frustrated about it. Um, it. I just hope we can sneak something because we really do need a win. We need three points quite badly 
And if we can't get it from this lead side who aren't playing well and are missing defenders left, right and centre, then it's going to be a hell of a long season for me. Yeah, Keith, uh, I presume you'll be watching it in some uh, some bar or maybe even just watching it in the apartment or whatever, but it's... Uh... You know, it's 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 going to be an interesting game tomorrow. I mean, Leeds come and attack. Newcastle went with that philosophy uh, to, to to shut up shop last week. Uh, they did have a go in the start of the second half. Obviously, got the equaliser, but it's um, yeah. It I just despite the problems at the back for Leeds, Leeds will come to to, to you know to get their points, and I, I think it's going to be I think it'll be a home dinger. But what, what's your thoughts? I think it'll be blood and thunder. Um, it makes. Why we didn't go for Rondon? A crazy situation now when you think about it. Like, why on earth that, that lad wasn't on there? If if Rondon was playing on Friday night, I'd have fancied us to get the points. That's the difference. And we could have, we could have got him in for now. Uh, but, but phew, great. Potential protest. Fans in the away end. Uh, they've got no centre-halves. We've got no forwards. You can, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't beg a belief. It, it, like, you think yourself, what's going to happen? But... Um, I, I'm fancying like a two-two. That's what I'm fancying. I'm fancying because uh, I, I think more because of the home side. I think Mankiewicz, you know, in there he's got to play. The you know, had a cracking game against Man United. Um, so you, you've got to play him. But I don't know. I just like like when people sit there and talk about Shelby's and people like that. I just I just think you've, you you forget about the Dwight Gales. You've got to put you've got to put attacking people on of the ilk of Murphy's and the ilk of Longstaff's who will have a pop and have a shot and let, let St Maxim do his magic and see if he can create something. But we've got no forwards. We've got no forwards. We're playing a team that's got a superb coach. You know, we haven't even got good... We, we haven't got that luxury. And uh, I fear the worst, but I'm expecting I'm expecting a draw. I'd love to get three points. Uh, I think we get three points here. It sends us to Watford. Um, with with a lot of positivity, and like Mitch says, this could be a long season, and and um, you know I'm hopeful that 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 the sale will lift things up, but it's just I don't know. It's just it it just seems like going back into last season. You know when you know before Graham Jones come to that period when we thought yeah. where's the win going to come from, <clears throat> and and I used to sit there back then. And before Jones come in, I used to sit there and think, shit, will you know, will we ever get another win? And that's that that Everton game last year. Was just totally out of the blue. It wasn't expected, you know. And I know we fought the Southampton game, but the Everton game was just like, oh, shit, what, what's happening here? Well, like, it, it feels like I already have to, after, you know, a handful of games, it just feels as though we we in in the in the brown stuff already. And with a manager attacking people, like let let in Stuart Pennington's words, let's hope that there's a takeover round the corner so we can just get some normality in our club, but. Friday night, late at home. Oh, I think I think it'll be blood and thunder on the pitch, off the pitch. I think it'll, it's got nightmare written all over it. You know what? What? What's a big mark will be like on a Friday night after this? Oh yeah, people have took off days and everything. It's gonna be. It's, it is gonna be mental tomorrow. You just gotta accept it. Um, just gotta hope that uh, you're not in the wrong place at the wrong time on games like this. Stu, what's your take? Um, uh, Keith thinks there's gonna be a few goals. What do you think? Well, normally I like to think goals, but it, to me it depends on which Newcastle turn up. Is it the poor one that's flatter to deceive occasionally, or is it the very poor one? Now, that's only two teams we've got at the minute. So if it's the one that's as poor and flat as to deceive, you've all commented that there's going to be lots of goals and 
we've got no forwards, they've got no defence. Does that not point to the opposite? You know what I mean? We've got no one to attack their non-existent defence. You know, it could actually be a, a boring nil-nil. And I'm, I'm just hoping that the game is allowed to continue, you know, and then it's not abandoned or we get any adverse publicity because of potentially, you know, the, there is a lot of concern there. Uh, yes, I always say 3-1, but uh, I'm, I actually do believe Newcastle can win this. Leeds aren't doing any better than us. And if Newcastle go for it and actually have a bit of belief and, and a bit of conviction to the player, there's, there's no reason why they can't take it to these. You can sit back and admire Leeds, they'll pass you silly and they'll end up scoring against you. you know? But if, if we go for it, I can see us winning and I can see them not scoring. So I'll, I'm going to predict 2-0 in Newcastle. OK, <clears throat> um, I'm going to go for a, a high-scoring game. I just think Newcastle, because of the look that we've got at the moment, I think they're going to end up on the wrong end of the referee's decisions again. And I think uh, I, I can see it being high-scoring. Um, and I know that sounds, it sounds daft when we're missing Callum Wilson, but Newcastle will have the bit between their teeth. But I think it could be a 3-2 to Leeds um, for me. Um, but you can catch the action, Match Day Live, uh, tonight, as it will be, because this is going out as a pre-record. Uh, basically, uh, Daz and the lads will be on uh, a panel following the game. Uh, so tune in to Match Day Live with uh, Daz and the gang. A couple of other things to, uh, to talk about. Uh, the new uh, Food Bank t-shirt uh, is up on my, uh, on my Twitter page. And it is the Gallagher Pigeon, uh, who is uh, the main uh, focus of attention this time. All proceeds go to the, fo the Food Bank. Uh, it's pinned to the top. Just make your bid underneath it and we will announce the winner as to who has won the Gallagher Pigeon T-shirt uh, on Friday next week. And uh, just want to shout out to Al Waleed, um, who sent us this photo a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot to put it up, but he's finally got his NUFC Matters Cup and his cult T-shirt. Uh, Al Waleed, top lad, um, yeah, of course, has his own show as well. Thanks for sending that in, Al Waleed. Uh, great to see you. At least the Saudi post is better than the Emirates bloody post. And the yeah, they shouldn't send it back. Yeah, absolutely mental. Yeah. Uh, what a belter. Uh, Pre-match, yeah, <laughs> pre pre I will be at the Dog and Parrot with Superback, 6 o'clock. Uh, if you are watching this early, you may get along. 6 o'clock, talking about 6.30. Malcolm will be talking for 15 minutes, just looking ahead to the game. As always, big shout-out to our sponsor, Spider VPN, who've been with us for the last couple of uh, months. Uh, Google Spider VN, VPN, they come up at the top of your search list for all your internet security. They are the boys to trust. Also, thanks to skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website www.skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pays you go waste collection. Also, thanks to LNG Family Funeral Directors 0191 389 for uh, coming on board for another month. And to cutexshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Jab as well, Jab Signature, you'll have heard Toon Tipster say the new range is now out. So a big thank you to them for making our flyers. But uh, yes, check out Jab Signature, uh, their new boxing uh, range is out now. First time visitor to the channel, please subscribe to Newcastle. Uh, hit the Newcastle Legends logo, and uh, that's it. You can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share to your other social media, and drop into the comments to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. We're also on podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify, and Podbean as well, all your podcast providers. If you miss the show live, 
Uh, and tomorrow, um, well, tonight, obviously, we've got the match day bucket. So, any UFC fans, foodbank.co.uk, you can make a virtual deposit into the bucket and uh, you can still go into the draw for the watch, which will be drawn once the pool night is rearranged. But uh, please, any UFC fans, foodbank.co.uk, make a virtual deposit. Every penny counts towards the food bank. And I've got a couple of events coming up, uh, which you can buy tickets for. And even in McGavin Peacock, of course, uh, 29th of October, uh, tickets are £15. Gavin will be bringing a copy of his books, which he will be selling on the night. Also, we have our Christmas due. Over 120 <laughs> tickets gone for that now in aid of the food bank. Tickets for that on sale as well at newcastlelegends.com. Uh, and that is the November the 19th. That, of course, is <clears throat> postponed from uh, last year. So, as I say, 120 tickets done for that. All proceeds going to the food bank. Malcolm MacDonald is our special guest that night. And just announced an evening with Peter Beardsley, the 26th of November at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Again, just click on the shop at newcastlelegends.com and you can buy your tickets for that. Tickets for that event are £15. So, uh, plenty of choice for you. Plenty of nights out. Uh, which is great. And as you know, John from QTech is, uh, as always, giving away a prize. Um, and, and no, it's actually two tickets for the Tottenham game for this prize. And uh, the clues that we gave in the last couple of weeks were this, 126 career goals. So you need to write the answer to that down. That was the second clue, Roland. And tonight's clue is this sausages i've got an idea who that is now Me but too. that isn't Me that too. isn't the answer remember uh we've got another uh, another uh another picture for next week another picture for next week and then oh, you have yeah. to then you have to put them together and you come up with the answer so uh yes that that's uh, starting to take shape quite nicely let's see how things go uh, Julie is in Newcastle this weekend. I hope she's having a good time. I don't think she's going to the match, uh, but she'll still want to. Uh, she'll still want to see this. Yep, troll of the week, and uh, this one was quite a funny one. I did uh, did find it amusing. Uh, from just Dave, he says, "Put Lee Ryder and Steve Wraith in charge of the team. They both have a lot to say on all things NUFC." And I'm, I'm sure they'd both fail miserably. Thanks, Dave. I think I would probably give it a better go than Steve Bruce. I've got to be perfectly honest. I'm confident in my own ability. But he is Troll of the Week. As always, great stuff, lads. And uh, good to see you. Let's hope that next week uh, we're talking about three points in the bag and the takeover being a step closer. But for now, Mitch, Keith, Stu, thanks for joining us. Take care and see, see you again. See you later. Good luck for Take care. Bye.